blank, period, yeah. I'm a black, brown, and indigenous. Gotta holler if you really feeling this. Gotta holler if you really real enough. Other rappers is delirious. Yeah, it's really that serious. Better holler if you really feeling me. I gotta keep it a hundred, ayy. If you don't like it, then fuck it, ayy. We gonna win in the end, yeah, we gonna live in abundance. I gotta keep it a hundred, ayy. If you don't like it, then fuck it, ayy. We gonna win in the end, yeah, we gonna, we gonna, we gonna. I gotta keep it a hundred. We gotta stop all the stunting. You know we coming from nothing. Yo, you talking about money, you bluffing. We gotta do something different. We gotta change how we living. We gotta do better for women. We gotta do better for children. We gotta listen to victims, whether Jewish or Muslim or Christian. It doesn't matter your religion. You gotta stand against the system, or else you just another villain. How you just sitting there chilling? Peace, everyone and everybody um we are back here with hank uh aka if you didn't know him hank for state but now we're going to talk about one of the big platform one of the big things that he had on his platform climate change which is always ignored um especially on a war level way um but let's talk about climate change um that's happening um the whole part of it is about because of capitalism um, and capitalism needs to thrive off of what creates climate change instead of thriving on what can stop climate change because it's more profitable. So that's why I brought Hank on to talk about this because he's one of the most knowledgeable people that I know on this subject. And I want to be a student instead of a teacher when it comes to these things, because there's so much about it that I don't even know. Thank you for coming on, Hank. Thank you for having me. Um, today, hopefully, will be a shorter uh, interview. It's that way for the audience is not so exhausted. Climate right. change is very dear to my heart. Um, I was running for United States Senate in the state of California with the Green Party. And I did that um, it, because I, I, for my own integrity. Um, as far as here is something that I have that I, I, I wrote. And I believe it says 1991. Um, I was going to junior college, and uh, nice. at the college, and and everywhere I saw was uh, styrofoam cups. And I gathered in one day uh, a, a seven foot tall uh, circle that I made uh, of styrofoam cups, painted red and blue to make it look like a a, a, a globe, and collected signatures to ban styrofoam. Um, at Cypress College and all uh, Orange County Community Colleges, there were 11 of them. Um, oh, wow. It was, it was, I got enough signatures to really get everyone's attention. It was because chlorofluorocarbons at the time was putting holes in our ozone. Um, oh, my God. The, the DART company came after me, sent the representative, because all 11 colleges was a multi-million dollar contract. They didn't want to lose it. They started writing op-eds against me in, in, the, in my own community college. This was in 1991. Um, being uh, aware of the environment. If you have something true and duty, tr true to yourself, if you have something truly, truly that you love, you've got to protect it. And that's about what it comes down to. Uh, um, people do not understand how beautiful this world is, how amazingly rare it is, um, how far and how many lifetimes it would take to get in a car and drive to the next world would take you a million lifetimes. It is such a rare little thing 
our environment, and I've loved it for so many years. At the age of 55, now I still environment fighting for the environment. Uh, the number one problem, one of the top problems you will have as an environmentalist is that people will tell you that you're full of crap and whatever you do, even though it's righteous, has no impact on anything <laughs> when it comes to the big problem. Why is and, that? And I don't, in 2014, I sold my car and decided I was going to ride a bike and bus and I, I was going to do that. I don't care if it mattered. It mattered to my, to me. Right. Everybody said, well, what happens if you, if there's an emergency, you're going to drive, how are you going to get to the emergency room? What happens if your kid has an emergency? How are you going to do that? Blah, blah, blah. And it's like, you are being responsible. They started getting angry at me. <laughs> in 2022, I, I'm remarried. I've been married to the same wonderful woman for six years now. And we share a car. And that's integrity, right? Um, and even though when you try to do things of integrity, people will tell you that you are an idiot. Mm. Um, so it's a big problem because not only are you going to find the oil companies, we're fighting the people that are brainwashed. But you got to right. stay true to yourself, um, right? So um, I've come on your – I have a master's degree in social work. I have a master – I completed a master's program in social psychology. I have a bachelor's degree in psychology. My minor was religious studies. Um, I was I was a social worker, psychiatric social worker, and a therapist for two decades. Now I'm a teacher. I work with autism children. But I'm very well educated on um, not a lot of science, even though I'm really worried about it, but sociology, psychology, that kind of thing. So let's talk about climate change and about what you can do to protect yourself and your kids and your brothers and sisters that in the next 10 or 20 years. Mm. Um, uh Above and beyond the science, because obviously no true disaster is going to be enough to change our ways, mm -hmm. right? Even on the heels of what we see with this hurricane, what happens in Pakistan just last month, millions of people this place were still just kind of like seeing it, letting it lie in the headlines, doing nothing about it. Right. But if you look at what's going on now and try to see what, okay, so there are three levels of displacement. And sociologically, psychologically, and in housing wise, um, due to uh, due to the home due to a um, crisis in the climate, you know, people get people get evacuated for a few hours um, uh, out when there's a fire, but they may go back in a day or two because most times it misses people's houses, and usually evacuations only last for a few hours, maybe a few days, and that's all going on all the time. Then there are people where there's true damage to their house, but they have to wait to go back to their housing. And they're displaced for a few months, and that's level two. So they're so they're temporary, temporarily permanently displaced. But then there's a lot of people when, when there's natural disasters, they can't find the replacement, and they will find themselves to be permanently displaced in a place where they give up and are no longer looking for housing, and they have become almost like a Bedouin, homeless group part of society that no longer wants permanent housing. So. That is the way of the future if you want to look at the sociology, the psychology of how our, how our country is going to change over the next 10 or 20 years of what you can do to protect yourself. Because if you remember from that, that, that World War Z, that zombie movie, to right. survive, you must keep moving. Yeah. Well, think of, think of like how it, it attacks us. Um, you, you know, now they don't talk about general city climates. They talk about microclimates now. Because they're finding mm -hmm. that 
just a few like a mile away, they'll see a difference of temperature of 10 or 20 degrees. So when the heat comes, the flooding comes, and all this stuff comes, can you get up and get out? And right, and that's okay. important because um, the people that can't get out usually are the poor. And once again, the poor people are screwed in this in this model, right? Like we saw and, with uh, with Hurricane Katrina in Louisiana, yes, New Orleans, yes. So um, and, and the ability to get up and get out, be able to transplant yourself and move, all has to do with money. Um, and why not you survive? Um, most likely, though, a lot of people in the most extreme areas that want to hold out are usually those homeowners, and they are gonna those middle class homeowners. They're gonna say, no, 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 I'm gonna I'm gonna stay and be ignorant about how I can't find a hurricane six uh, <laughs> impact. I'm gonna fight it out. So homeowners are usually people that are gonna be stuck and not being able to move as it gets worse and worse. Now, you may think I'm some, some sort of psycho weirdo, but this is already happening to amphibians. This is already happening to a lot of uh, subspecies where we see that what goes on the most is um, those, uh, plant, those, those things that cannot move die. And those things that survive were able to move, such as migrating birds and such, right? So we can already witness um, just for the face value that because it's ha this happens in the, in the natural world, it will ultimately happen in our world. So this is what that we, of, of anything else, I can sit here and say, oh, well, we have to stop methane. We have to become vegetarians. What, do you think cars are bad? Well, you know what happens, you know, when you eat meat, that causes more methane. What about the airplanes? I could be all that guy. And everybody's trying to get in their bit of saying, oh, blame, point finger, point finger. But you know what? Why are you going to close the door? Why are you closing the barn doors when the cows have already left? Um, it's over, right. done. There's you, why do anything precautionary anymore? The, the the damage is done. So what are you saying, Hank? Like we we're, we're too far. We're too far gone. <laughs> There's no way that we can prepare to like like make a solution to, to reverse things. Do, why, do you want to be? Do you want to treat? Uh, Stage one cancer or stage three cancer? That's what I'm talking uh, about. Okay. So you would you want to stop stage three cancer, yeah. but if it happens, then you got to figure out how to get rid of it. You can ignore it, and then it's going to be stage two cancer, and then stage three cancer, then you're screwed. So, but stage one cancer is pretty freaking bad. And we got stage one cancer, right? That's what it, but I don't want to go too far with that analogy. But yes, we are definitely screwed. Um, then why are they still developing? In these in these areas like Florida, so much developing going on when Florida is literally going to be underwater probably in like what would you say 30, 20 years? Florida, I wouldn't Florida's got a big problem. The Gulf has a big problem. Um it, it's the people in politics, the people that control this world only want to make money. That's that's my conclusion of this. And if they do something redeeming. Uh, we go, oh, well, this it's usually because of the court is forcing them to do so, or they just kind of figured out how to make such a good deed like that profitable. That's my conclusion of everything. Um, why would these companies want to kill off everybody? Because we are the consumer. <laughs> kill them and if you kill us all off, you're not going to make any more money. But they figured out it's not ever going to be that extreme. But they're wrong. They're wrong. Um, so 
you know, I, I, I just really want to say that um, that is what you need to, we need to start pushing that this is class warfare. Mm-hmm. We need to start pushing that um, there really isn't any negotiation. Um, people are still stuck in negotiation. This Elizabeth Kubler-Ross kind of, you know, denial, negotiate. You got to freaking accept it. Um, 30 some people just died in the, um, over in Florida. South Carolina went underwater. But just a few weeks before that, uh, like 50 million people were displaced in Pakistan and India. Right. right? Um, right. It's just you, you, you got to I, – I have no – I don't want to say patience, but it just seems like to, go, to really put it out there and put it out there over and over again, that's something, that's something like this is happening. It just seems like a game. Um, you're either, you're either in, in it or you're not in it, right? Right. But that's where I am as an ex-social worker who helps the poor and a therapist that this is what we're looking at. Yeah. And it's very scary um, because, I mean, you said 30, but it's, it's actually hundreds. They said they haven't gave it a number, but they're saying at least hundreds of people um, in Florida alone. And I look at these pictures and I see crocodiles in people's houses. You were talking about earlier about how the animals are being displaced as well, too. There's crocodiles in people's houses. But that was that that's the displacement was happening a long time ago. And and now to the point that these these animals can't even like have an ecosystem for themselves. And that also contributes to climate change because we're getting rid of their ecosystem where they can live at. We're taking away their homes. Yeah, um, I'm personally investing in camping. I've I've re-upped, I've upped my. I know it sounds really like um, I have all my sleeping gear upped. On a moment's notice, I've got I've got a Tupperware of boxes of camping gear that if I need to go, I'm out. Oh wow! Weather. Um, I have family. I'm ready to go. Um, and I say, take care of yourself. Um, Biden's biggest the the. We've discussed this. You've discussed this, I'm sure. Everybody's discussed this, that this big Biden plan that was supposed to be the the, uh, Inflation Act um, expanded, massively expanded oil drilling. Massively. Um, And it's just... Oh, man. Okay, so first of all, before any... It's written in there that before any... any, uh, Subsidies are doled out um, on land. It increases 60 million acres of on land oil drilling above and beyond what we already have. So, in this so, land in America, off land, uh-huh. it, it has increased 100, 120 million acres uh, of coastal, and wow. I think it's every year for the next 10 years. Wow. They have decided that what they're going to do is, 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 uh, Pumping tons of infrastructure to uh, drill for oil locally, and over the next ten That's years, and then we're somehow magically going to have an electric electrical uh, uh, infrastructure grid that's going to come out and just switch on, and then all of a sudden, oh, we don't need the oil that we've oil infrastructure that we massively invested in. Um, it's not going to happen over the next ten years. <laughs> so everyone says, oh, but we're but they're but they're going to have uh, electric buses and electric 
trucks by 2036. I'm like, 2036, you're going to be all dead already. You know, and by 2036, you're, you're, you're going to have to like have oxygen mass because the methane in the air is going to be so bad. And let's talk about the permafrost and, and you know, in the north, that, that's just disgusting. And, and, and the weights, it's all in motion, man. It's in motion. You cannot stop a glacier like the size of Thwaites Glacier from melting. And they find that, the, that because of the warming of water from the past 10 years, because atmosphere, atmospheric temperature has stagnated for the past 15 years, what they found is ocean water um, levels, temperatures have risen. And because of that, un the underbelly glaciers are eroding and are melting at a 100 times faster pace than we've ever guessed. Screw oh you in the back. It's in motion. It's in motion. You gotta, you gotta save yourself, save your family. And this is one of the ways. Be prepared for the fact that when there's no electricity, no water, and so it goes from uh, being one day or two days, it goes from being thirty or forty days. You gotta be able to have somewhere around where I go. Okay, where's my propane gas uh, oven? Where is my tent? Where, how, right? Where's my bear spray for to you know keep to keep this you know the people in panic away? Right to protect my family. Um, I'm a pacifist. That's the way I think. I'm thinking about guns. I think about you know bears. I have I have two cans of bear spray. I'm like hit them and run. <laughs> right? So I don't want anyone to get hurt. But you got to think about your own and you know be able to get in, get out. And that's the level that I think we're going to be the next ten or twenty years. We're already seeing at the border. We're already seeing in Honduras. We're already seeing in Ecuador. All these places mm -hmm. it's happening. And so it's only due for us. And this is why. So if your listeners the watch watch this show. And learn from it, from it. So you're not you're, you're you're. It sounds like you're just done with trying to get uh, the government to try to do the right thing and make the right transitions to be more green. And you're just like it's over. So it's time I, to tell everybody like, look, man, we all got to prepare for this because it's going to get real soon. Life is duality, but I'm also that guy in the movie Titanic that's playing cello to as, the, as it's going down. You know, I'm that guy playing cello as it's going down, but I'm like, hey, the, you know, we're not going to last right now. You got to get in that lifeboat. That, and forever, I'll be like, you know, hey, oh my God. Just, just bicycle. Just, just, just don't, don't drive that two blocks. Just, just walk it. But they'll be right. like, that's, okay. But I, but I'm not insane. I, I know there is a point where you gotta like, you know, see, hey, it's, it's not, it's, it's bad. But maybe because I have kids and I love them so dearly, I will hope that my kids will live to be my age. Yeah. But yes, hey. you are exactly right. And anybody, and anybody that doesn't say this at this point is a fool. <laughs> that literally just says, you know what? The government's out of whack. They don't have what they, they don't have their priorities set. All they want is war, and that creates more climate change, which no one's talking about. How how desperate how, how destructive war is to the planet that's contributing to what we have with these fire pits that literally stay lit forever with these chemicals and stuff that goes on. And no one, I don't even know how that fire pit stays on fire and they try to put it out, and there's nothing they can do to put it out. This is literally insane. Having 900 bases around the world and doing all this nonsense. 
Um, but clearly, this is the richest country in the world, and the Democrats like to talk about let's go green while they're also advocating for wars. The hypocrisy is on so many levels that is it's freaking hilarious at this point. It really is. <laughs> yes, and and people need to get together and organize somehow. I think I said this on last on the last time I talked to you. People need to organize somehow um, because it's just getting really bad. Um, I've always been very proud that I. I pay off my student loans. I have no credit card. I have no car payment. And, you know, I, 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 my, my bills are like $980 a month, right? It's incredibly low. I paid everything off and I am, I follow the teachers of passionate Buddha. And what I do is I only buy, I don't, I only buy what I have some cash for, which is not a lot, but um, now interest rates are 7% um, by the federal rate. Basically uh, if you have 7% interest rates by the fed right now, and two years ago, they were 3%. That means that at what you're paying monthly because of that interest rate, you, instead of being able to buy a $400,000 home, you only buy a $200,000 home. The Finance-wise, it means that from that two-year comparison, your money is worth half of what it was two years ago. And don't even talk to me about the $15 hamburgers out there, the $1,200 studios out there. Um, yep. <laughs> our money is worth almost nothing. When when I think about it, when I think of those third world country jokes about how people will like, you know, how they'll have stacks of money for toilet paper. Um, I'm thinking that this is where our money is headed right now. Um, I absolutely so, agree with you. Um, um, you protect yourself. Don't, um, don't be bitter. Accept what it is. Uh, it's like a friend of mine once said, life is like a big mathematical equation that goes on for miles. We're kind of born in a blip. And we can kind of try to read that equation, but by the time we enter life, and our life, we're barely understanding the equation. So don't think that we are in control of any way. We're, we're all, all we're really trying to do is comprehend. Um, don't feel guilt. Don't feel all that because I think a lot of people feel guilt because this happened. But this has been happening since the 1880s. This has been set in for a long time. Um, the uh, you know the Rockefellers, we praise the Rockefellers and the Vanderbilts. Oh, wonderful people! Set 50, 60 years ago, where these rich people were were loved, like the Kardashians. Well, of course, we should praise these rich people. But now, what we learn is they were the ones that did us in. Exactly, um, and they they have made. Stupid amounts of money. Um, I, I don't even think you could tell how much. Like a lot of people talk about how Leon, Elon Musk is the richest man in the world. That he's the most richest public man in the world. We don't know how much wealth these old families that help build what we have here in this in this country off of exploitation of resources and everything. We don't. We can't even fathom how much money this, these families have. Um, have you ever it's been ridiculous. in the Vatican? I've been in the Vatican. Just the, just the, if you look at all the little gold pieces that they have, the, what they actually own, you know, all these things that they've stolen over the past 2,000 years, what the Vatican owns, I'm sure, is worth more than any of these, uh, these nouveau riche uh, starstruck guys have. They're idiots and they're stooges to me. Um, <laughs> um, you know, oh, oh, I want to. It's like, oh, I want to build a rocket ship. It's like, what? So you were raised on the Jetsons. I get it. Um, but here, but the, but let's all bring it back to the fact that, the, but um, we have no control of the oil companies. We have no control of the president. 
what's the president do? We, we, we think that we, we have, we, we, we can change the world, but there's so much money at stake. We can't, um, um, no goodwill is going to outweigh billions of dollars. So we have got to accept that we need to formalize, hopefully legally and nonviolently, because I would hate to have anyone spend a night in jail. Um, Sadly, yeah. Um, we have about seven minutes. Um, I made a, I made a yep. bit, I made a documentary. Um, oh, I, I will really die in a tell you about oh, something. send me the link to that definitely no i i made it i made a documentary once where i'd rather talk about um oh, damn it, i'm so twisted because there was two topics i was dying to talk to you about one was is um gick vu v watkins it's an 1880s case um which is very important and dear to me more than you know it's like because of, when you think of plessy versus Burgess, ferguson Brown versus Board of Education, um, all these things. Um, when the first time the 14th Amendment was cited by the Supreme Court was in the 1880s with Yip Wu v. Uh, um, Watkins, Sheriff Watkins. And what happened was in San Francisco, um, all, the, all these Chinese immigrants who were denied um, status of, of, of citizenship uh, because, because they were from China, um, were had all of these laundromats that were just shacks and none of them have had any floors and so to get all these chinese immigrants out of san francisco the sheriff said any business that doesn't have a floor what happened just so happen to be only these chinese um shacks doing laundry were illegal and had to pay a fine so yik vu was one of these guys and he took it to the supreme court and he said um, and what the Supreme Court found before all, all this stuff, Plessy versus Ferguson, Brown versus Board of Education, it said that the 14th Amendment of the Constitution must be equal to all people, even if a law has not, even if a law doesn't have racist wording, if it's enacted in a racist way against a certain religion, color, or uh, whatever of a person it is deemed and they're inherently racist this only held for a few years and it was the first time the 14th amendment we all know the 14th amendment of the constitution was used by the supreme court and it was for uh, the chinese community in san francisco but it's always been separate but then from there it was separate but equal but there was a time in america if you look it up where um the constant we finally said regardless of immigration status, regardless of uh, citizenship, regardless of color or uh, gay, straight, or whatever, that a law must be pure and ethical. It only happened for for a few years. Um, it was revived. It's funny how it only happens for a few years. Sounds like somebody got in office like, excuse me. <laughs> it was revived in a way because in New York City in the subways, the police were uh were were uh coming up and um stopping young kids in subways that had a hoodie because they looked like anybody that wear a hoodie looked like they might be up to no good or about to be up to no good right and it just so happened that 99 percent of those kids that had the hoodie were not white right um and that went before the supreme court um the reason is is that a police officer will argue that um, if a person 
looks like they'll be no good. Well, what if they're carrying a gun? What if they're carrying bolt cutters, right? Uh-huh. Then can I go and stop them, right? And wow. that they use that logic to clean clean up the subways and because all the people of color were causing problems. Now, um, that is – and the, so, the Supreme, so the Supreme Court went in and said, no, you can't do that. Um, being controlled is really important to fight against. And the law will use any measure to fight us. We must be equal. And it has been so important since the 1880s. Mm. Um, the word we're looking for is furtive. And it's a police academy word. It's a police it, – furtive means – like they're furtive, like they're about to do something bad or nefarious, or they're a bad person. They're furtive. They're excited. They're like, ooh, they're looking around, right? And they're able to suspend the Fourth Amendment of the Constitution and detain people on that idea. But for a while, and people will argue all and all this stuff because what happens then is, so, is it gets blown out of proportion. Next thing you know, some black teens getting shot. Right. So you have to look at the origins of badness. Right. And um, if you want to talk about if you ever talk about the origins of badness, talk about Yikvu v. Watkins. I think of it as Watkins because of that actor, you know, of the uh, Sansa Lambs. Now, now you never forget Watkins, Anthony Watkins. Yikvu v. Watkins. <laughs> it's and it was from the 1880s and it was and it was such an important case. But then. Plessy Ferguson came along, Brown versus Board of Education, and we still slice and dice and dice who in the United States um, is protected under, uh, under the Constitution, right? And we need to say all. It's very important that people say this, right? We don't care if it's immigrant. There, There is no uh, safe haven, what do they call it, for a um, I'll, I'll remember the, the phrase in a second because they, they just flew somebody out, 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 out to this part of the country. I'll, I'll remember in a second. But they're, 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 it's, it's all made up of our heads. There, there, there are no immigration. There are no illegals. The Constitution says any person here on our soil has the protection of these rights. And you know what? That's a whole nother conversation to have because it's such a big deal. And a lot of people don't know which is beautiful for them because they can just history, use that. <laughs> in, in our history, it is not some ideal. It is in our history. So if we go back into our history and find those things where we find this kind of righteousness, we will find guidance for the, guidance for the future. Um, thank you for having me on. Yeah. I think we're in 30 minutes. Send me the link to your documentary as well, too. I would love to have – I'd love to show it to you. I'd love to see it. It, it went, Yep. It, I made a documentary. It actually went to uh, um, a film festival. That was really awesome. So, and I made it. I filmed it. It was all about the o Occupy LA movement and how it was formed and how they created um, and how they were able to maintain a structure of 59 days of living on the lawn of the uh, LA City Hall. And I went out and I filmed it. I went out the very, I knew it was going to be good. I went out and filmed it from the very first day to the very last day. I, I drove 30 minutes every day, you know, 30 <laughs> minutes each way from Long, Long Beach to downtown LA and filmed it every day for, for 59 days. And then I got home and I, and I cut it down to a 30 minute 
longitudinal documentary of how it developed and how it became what it was. That's absolutely awesome. I can't wait to see that. And I and I definitely gonna make sure I let everybody know that I know about that because that's dope shit. <laughs> well, James, Hank Power, I heard what you do. I love what you do. <laughs> thank you so much for coming on and thank you so much for finding the time to to, to to come on. I know that we tried last week, didn't work out, but hey, we got it done. And I hope everyone learned a lot of good things from you all on today. And I hope you have a good day. And I hope everyone that's listening also have a good day today, too. Have a good day. Blank period, yeah. I'm a black, brown, and indigenous. Gotta holla if you really feeling this. Gotta holla if you really real enough. Other rappers is delirious. Yeah, it's really that serious. Better holla if you really feeling me. I gotta keep it a hundred. Ay, if you don't like it, then fuck it. Ay, we gonna win in the end. Yeah, we gonna live in abundance. I gotta keep it a hundred. Hey, if you don't like it, then fuck it. Hey, we gonna win in the end. Yeah, we gonna, we gonna, we gonna. I gotta keep it a hundred. We gotta stop all the stunting. You know we coming from nothing. Yo, you talking about money, you bluffing. We gotta do something different. We gotta change how we living. We gotta do better for women. We gotta do better for children. We gotta listen to victims, whether Jewish and Muslim or Christian. It doesn't matter your religion. You gotta stand against the system, or else you're just another villain. How you just sitting there chilling?